If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey, this is Josh Keaton, and you are listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. I am the Watcher. I am your guide through these vast new realities. Follow me and ponder the question, what if? Hello and welcome to an all-new generation of TuneCast. This is our 237th episode I am, of course, one of your hosts, TFG and Mike. Joining me is BAM crew member Allison Richards. Hello. Hello. How are you tonight? I am... Mm, we'll see how the night goes. Uh, Allison, for those who don't know who, why you wouldn't at this point, you should have been listening to our other three episodes we've done, is from the Fortress of Bailey 2's Superman and Lois Tapes. And uh, this is TuneCast, and this is our GeekCast Radio Network's uh, Superhero Saturdays. We're actually recording this uh, as Allison is at DragonCon, and at some point, as you're talking, I will try to put a dragon roar under your voice. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yes, as, as you are listening to this episode, what day would that be? Saturday the... Ooh. God, I can't even keep my date. Oh, wow, I should remember that date. Uh, Saturday, September 4th, 2021, Allison, Bethany, and Michael should be at Dragon Con in the midst of all their 6.30 a.m. panels, apparently. Hey, I, I, no, they're the ones who, who signed up for 6.30 a.m. panels. I don't just start a panel until 10. <laughs> I like my sleep. <laughs> yes absolutely and this episode will have a link in the show notes to go listen to bethany allison and michael's the bam crew episode of superman and the lowest tapes uh doing their pre-dragon con talk um technically i probably should release this before dragon con considering you guys talk about your schedules and whatever but Either way, I'm sure they'll be posting on social media where you can find them and things like that. So yes, we are here. We are continuing our journey into the Marvel Cinematic Universe's What If 
We have watched how one moment, one choice, can ripple across space and time, giving birth to new stories, heroes, whole universes. But what if it's the wrong choice? What if the best of intentions has very strange consequences? Because over the next five weeks, we will be giving you spoiler-filled discussions. You have been warned. Spoilers. On Marvel Studios' new animated series, What If? So, Allison, let me ask you this. What if you could make a choice to bring back a past loved one? Well, for me, it's... It's kind of hard because... Um, like how we saw with, 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 you know, with Stephen Strange, um, you, you know, um, her, Christine's death was, you know, a absolute point Mm -hmm. for me. I, um, the people who I love, who I would want to bring back, they all, you know, died from a disease that, you know, um, metastasize within them. So, you know, it's kind of one of those, I could go back in time and save them, but I really can't anyway, because, mm-hmm. you know, there's, you know, my mom died of ALS and there's no cure for that. And, you know, my dad died of lymphoma, which, you know, was also in the time of COVID and, um, you know, it's he's still going to have the markers in there who knew how long it was developing. So, you know, there's really nothing I can do there. Oh, man. Yeah. But, you know, you know, if if it wasn't just a loved one, but it was, you know, somebody who I cared about and could make a difference to change. I would. And uh, the first person on my list would be Heath Ledger, honestly. If I could just go back and give him, you know, help him find the support that he needed and, and try to, you know, try to help squash the, de- squash the demons in his head and show him how much he, he is valued and worth, I would have loved to be able to give that to him just so that way he would be able to continue you know, living life and enjoying it, whether he continued acting or not. Right. Absolutely. And is it wrong of me to want, and I'm not going to do this in, in the editing, but is it wrong of me to want to throw in right here? Why so serious? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, that, that would be, yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. The demons we all face, it just seems like, you know, like like with me, if I had a chance to make that choice, I probably, like you said, wouldn't. Because the way my mom died six years ago, it just, it just got progressively worse over a really short period of time. It wasn't a long, drawn-out thing. It was this failed, this failed, and this failed, and at the point of the third failure I think it was kidneys that failed last I forget off the top mm-hmm. of my head I try not to think about it but like yeah. she was she was not they told me she was not going to wake up again and if she did her quality of life would be so poor that I'm like okay well just I I, I mm, authorize mm-hmm. you to blah 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 you know okay. um 
and honestly, if I was faced with this choice, whether it was a family member, a friend, a this or that or whatever, I seeing the extreme that, and we'll get into this here in a minute, but seeing the extreme that Steven went to, mm-hmm. I I don't think I would make the choice to do so because that would inherently change who like. I'd like to think that throughout my 41 years on this planet, the things that have happened to me, number one, have happened for a reason. Number two, because I was a resilient kid, even though as an adult I've broken down several times over the past 20 years, etc., etc., at the core of who I am, I am still who I am, that when I was, say, a four, five, six, seven, eight, nine year like. Nothing about me has majorly changed, no matter, like, have I had dark times? Yes, we all have dark times, but, like, I I didn't, <laughs> here's another line from that movie, I didn't live so long at this point to see myself become the villain. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Th- this episode, it like, the other three are interesting. They're great. They're awesome. And I stand by what we said in the other three podcasts. This episode took me for a loop yeah. because I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Well, a, as, as, yeah. as you said, you know, we all, we all fight our, our inner demons and Stephen Strange apparently absorbed his. Yeah. And I don't know if it was just an animation model or if it's supposed to be the same one. Did he open the dimension that Peggy went to with the tentacle monster? Well, I don't think he's in this. I don't think he is in the same her, reality. Right. Yeah. So it would be that dimension in that, in his reality. Yeah. Uh, Cause, and I'm sure this was, and I, and I hate always bringing this up because it is a fact of animation. It's a budgetary thing. Oh, we use this in episode one. We can use it here too, and we can frame it in, di- in a different way, but at least we can use this same animation model for Mr. Tentacle Monster, whatever that tentacle monster's name was, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it's also a through line to show us that, um, you know, while they may be in, 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 in different dimensions and different realities there are still parts of those realities that are um similar or congruent so if the tentacle monster you know exists in captain carter's you know dimension and it also exists in steven's dimension that shows you a similarity between these um two Mm -hmm. dimensions the one thing that uh Kind of, which I guess it shouldn't have, because it's Doctor Strange and mm-hmm. obviously Mystic Arts and everything else. He's on the wrong path. I could warn him, intervene, but the fate of his universe is not worth risking the safety of all others. Besides, I doubt he'd listen. Hello. Who's that? Like he heard and saw the. Wa- I'm like, wait a minute. What the heck? He, he's not supposed like he's essentially the ghost of Christmas. Everything. <laughs> he's, he's not supposed to be seen and hurt. Oh, apparently, 
Doctor Strange can see and hear the Watcher. That was that was really interesting. Yeah, and I think it's because he had absorbed so much power mm-hmm. that it gave him that ability. Yeah. I don't think it's something that Stephen Strange could normally do. No, probably not. And so what are your highlights for this one? My highlights for this one? Well, first of all, it's a very important lesson as to why time travel can be used and abused. In this universe, Stephen Strange didn't lose his hands, but his heart. Grief-stricken, Strange sought answers across the world and in the mystic arts. The Eye of Agamotto, cradle of the temporal singularity discovered by Cagliostro, manipulation and alteration of timelines. Also, you know, make sure you, you don't make bad mystical choices in your life. It was true. He wasn't alone. He wasn't even the only Doctor Strange in this universe. ToyCast is back. We are talking toys once more here on the GeekCast Radio Network's Toy and Action Figure podcast. From breaking into the display case to our toy topic talk and the brand new Origins in Toy Collections where we get guests to tell us their toy story of how they got into toy collecting. ToyCast is the only toy podcast you will ever need. Find us on GeekCastRadio.com and any podcatching client you choose to use. Now go forth, transform and transcend your toy collecting today while listening to ToyCast. You! You can stop this! Please, fix this! The same way you fixed, Christine. I was wrong, I... You were warned. I know, but the world! The world shouldn't pay for my arrogance. I read about you, sensed your presence. You're a god. You can undo this. I'm not a god, and neither are you. Then punish me, not the world, not Christine. Honestly, if I could fix this, if I could punish you instead, I would. But I can't interfere. You, more than anyone else, should understand that meddling with time and events only leads to more destruction. No. No! I didn't mean for this to happen! I really liked I liked the the ethical and philosophical themes that were going through the story because I mean that's we've talked about with the other previous you know past three episodes those have all been a choice that was a physical physically made choice right. Um, while Stevens, while it is a choice he made, his choice is being made not out of a physical need or a physical change, but his is more of um, an emotional need within himself. So while you see him summoning and absorbing these powers of these of these mystical creatures, these demons, he's also fighting you know, those demons within himself as well. And you, you kind of see in the mirror image between, you know, good Steven and bad Steven, um, Mm -hmm. 
you see what happens when you literally let your demons overtake you. I was kind of getting, just based on the design of Evil Strange, mm-hmm. for half a second I'm like, Scar? Uncle Scar? Is that you? Because <laughs> seriously, some of those some of those shadows, and especially using the green light to backlight him, some of that was like, wow, if this guy was a lion. Yeah. <laughs> also, we must give a moment to just appreciate the fact that the that the smallest demon that he uh, summoned was an evil garden gnome. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that for me gave me like a, that little moment of levity, you know, of, of amusement mm-hmm. that would, that kept this from getting so dark that, you know, that you lost the, entertainment value in it yeah i for me like you mentioned the garden gnome nice cape but i draw the line of bugs i'm so glad he drew the line at the bug with the cape he said cool cape but i draw the line at bugs yes i was like thank you God, they didn't do that because that would just be weird. <laughs> e- e- evil, stri- evil, evil. Steven has a has a thing about bugs. Even he has limits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, at one point though. Um, so all the demons that came up oh, usually had that reddish glow around them. Mm-hmm. When the raven came up, that was me. Like, wait, wait. We're in Marvel. We're not in DC. <laughs> but it felt like that was almost like an, an homage uh, being thrown to, you know, Azeroth and, and, and that mystical arts that exists in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Because not only was it a raven and they did the whole wing spread that, that ravens, you know, ra- my, uh, shadow self does. But if you looked at the eyes, it had the triple set of eyes. That's like the demons that that when Raven, uh, you know, goes into her demon form, she has the 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 multiple sets of eyes. So, yeah, Stanley always did say they were distinguished competition. Yeah, uh, you know, and the funny thing is, now that you're explaining, you know, I noticed that, but I didn't re like I wasn't paying to. Other than the garden gnome, the bug, and a couple of the other ones, I wasn't paying that much level of detail of attention, but I did see that it was a raven, and my first thought was, oh, no. Edgar's going to be mad. (laughs) (laughs) Quoth the raven. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so so I I think that that was deliberate. I I really mm -hmm. think that either some of the animator had been doing Raven or mm-hmm. that they wanted to pay homage to, to DC's mystical art side. Yeah. I, I think so as well. Yeah. Cause let's face it. DC currently doesn't have an animated show like this. Yeah. That would be interesting to see a DC animated Elseworlds in this animated animation design and style. Mm-hmm. I have to say, though, I took it literally when I saw the title for this one. 
I was like, ooh, um, if he lost his heart, then wouldn't he technically be dead, even though he's in the mystical arts? <laughs> I didn't take it as a, you know, oh, he's going to lose the love of his life, essentially, his heart, because as as we know in the in the film, lost his hands and all that. I honestly have never been... I like Strange in the MCU. I like Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, playing the character. But in general, outside of, I think it was Spider-Man, the animated series from 1994, mm-hmm. where, where um, Baron Mordo and Dormammu and all that stuff showed up. They had one one or two episodes with Doctor Strange. And it was cool. But I've never, and it's not that I dislike the character at all. It's just, it's not a character or a series of stories that I've ever really had an inkling to check out. Yeah, it's the same for me with with Stephen Strange. I've, the most that I've been exposed to him outside of when, you know, the the movie uh, appeared was um the whole bit with um when Wanda was mm. having issues with her powers mm-hmm. and um most of it was because her you know her mental her men- mentality was breaking down um right, before, right. this was right, this was before how you know just before house of m and and yep. all of that and so that's kind of where I knew Stephen from. I really didn't know a lot more um, about him until the movie. After the movie came out, when I was rereading stuff, I would notice him more, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you have any lowlights for this one? Anything you didn't like about it? Honestly, I think the sequence with him absorbing the the monsters... I could have been cut shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, I know why they kept it that long is because, you know, they needed to show that centuries passed. Mm-hmm. No, I honestly, I, I really, I, I like the, 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 um, the resolution and how it wasn't a happy ending or a positive ending. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, um, Except for T'Challa's episode, really not a lot of them have had positive endings. Uh, or happy endings, I mean. Yeah. You know, we've always, like we saw in the first episode, you know, Carter saves the world and then she, you know, appears in modern day. So, mm-hmm. you know, it felt yeah, very... We, yeah. Yeah, so, and then T'Challa in the second episode, you know, finds his family and realizes, you know that his Ravagers are also his family. Um, You know, and third episode, you know, Hank Pym went insane and killed a bunch of people, but they caught him in the end. You know? Yeah, they... The first three have... positive-ish. It's slightly... It's like... It's like... I don't know. 80-20... Yeah. Kind of like, they're not totally negative, but because it's such a different tale and they're taking the characters we know and flipping them kind of thing and doing different things with them. And this one to me is like, 
with this episode, with what they are kind of connecting to, obviously it's, you know, his acceptance speech from the first film. It's the night out on the town with Christine. She wants him to celebrate and, and this, that, and the other thing. And yeah, I mean, it is a not so happy ending, but it's not a bad ending. It's an interesting ending to the point of, oh crap. It's, 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 it's like we've said to this point, oh crap, we need to see what happens next. Like, give us seven more episodes for Doctor Strange, or give us seven, not that you can get seven more episodes for T'Challa, but not that you need them. But you know what I mean? Like, we want more. Like, oh, that's that's it. Okay, well, that episode was strange. Yeah, and the other thing is going to be, you know, we're, we've been leading up to all of these are, are going to be, at some point, converging on each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for, for some part of the uh, back half of the season. And so Steve, this Steven is the only Steven left, you know, here. So how is this episode going to end up, you know, tying himself, tying it into, um, into these later episodes? Like, are they going to give him a chance to redeem himself? Um, or are they going to split them and take the good Steven? You know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with his character since he technically is a little, you know, um, darker than the rest of the people so far, you know, of course we still haven't seen the Bucky Barnes or the zombie episode yet, but you know, well, we did kind of see Bucky. Well, but we see- not really. No. Cause there, you see him as winter soldier in the, some of the composite shots for right. the intro and for the, um, and also in the, um, one of the trailers. So there's actually a winter soldier episode that is going to be somewhere within this. Um, if not focused on him, it will be folk, you know, he will at least be a major player in it. So, so we will see, you know, but right now it's almost like he's putting himself in a place where he could, he, you know, he could be a villain. He can want the whole bur- world to burn down if he has another world without her in it. Yeah. And that's not good at all. <laughs> I guess that we, we can also tie this episode into <laughs> the new, at least new as of this recording. It's been out for a while. It's been out for at least a week as of this recording. The Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, because apparently that t- that doesn't tie into this story, but it's similar because Peter wants Steven to go back and and change things. Have you seen that trailer? Yeah, they want to go back and basically um, uh, put the mask back on him, mm-hmm. like so that people don't know who he is. Can we just like stay up here all day? It is so crazy down there. Spider-Man is, in fact, Peter Parker. So, Peter, what do I owe the pleasure? I'm sorry to bother you, sir. Please, we saved half the universe together. I think we're beyond you calling me, sir. Okay, Stephen. 
feels weird, but I'll allow it. When Mysterio revealed my identity, my entire life got screwed up. I was wondering if maybe you could make it so that he never did. Strange. Don't cast that spell. It's too dangerous. Fine. I won't. Be careful what you wish for, Parker. Hello, Peter. So I've seen the trailer. I'm still going to be very curious as to to some of the things that weren't shown in the trailer that we know are there, like Garfield and Maguire, you know, and, and seeing that. Yeah, it's I'm glad Disney, Marvel, Sony have come together to <laughs> bring all of the past Because look, folks, we, you know, say what you will about Fox, say what you will about any of the others, you know, Sony, all that stuff. Without 2002 Spider-Man, hell, without 1998 Blade, we may not have what we have already had in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I'm not saying those movies led to it. I'm saying those movies paved the way for it. What did you do? All right, Uh, so a little bit of business from last week. I don't remember us, especially in the editing. We rated rated the third third episode. I assume we're giving that both fives. Yes. Okay. Well, it's like I want to take off a half star because they (laughs) killed my boy. (laughs) They actually gave him a better story, I think, than the original Avengers movie. So... So yeah, no, no, yeah, I, no. I really did like that. They really played the they really played the murder mystery well with that. Yeah. And this, I don't even know what genre you would call this one because it's. I, I mean, yes, there's the the mystic arts and the magic and the whatever and the all of that, but I I don't know if there's a specific genre term or type for this one um i'm going um while i want to go to horror Mm -hmm. um it doesn't have a lot of the horror elements that you would find in there with like how the plot structured um you know he's actually trying to do this to bring somebody back not to you know cause murder and mayhem Mm -hmm. Um, or psychological torture on people. Um, So, honestly, this falls more into dark fantasy. Oh, okay, that works. Yeah. That works, that works. Anything else we want to say about this episode? Um, Is there anything we missed? I kind of really feel sad that Christine's never going to get that creme brulee. I'm really sad for that. Now, uh, you know, now if only we could have Benedict and I forget who Christine's actress is off the top of my head because I don't have the page pulled up. Mm -hmm. In real life, if we could only have Benedict and her dressed up as their characters at at a restaurant that serves creme brulee, then we would get it. But I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen. 
<laughs> no, that that would be girl, awesome, though. That poor girl, she just ate every get in the creme brulee. Also, I was really upset when evil Doctor Strange burnt up uh, Red Cape. Because <laughs> Red Cape is awesome. Why would we destroy a perfectly good, you know, artificially intelligent cape? Um, because usually the AI ends up turning on us most of the time. Not true. Um, <laughs> it kind of remind. Oh, so this is the other thing. It kind of like the cape in in Doctor mm-hmm. Strange always reminds me of Magic Carpet from Gene from Aladdin. Yep. Yo, Rockman, haven't seen you in a few millennia. Give me some tassel. Yeah, yo, yo. When um. Have you seen the uh, live-action Aladdin musical? No, I have not. Okay. Well, A, it's actually really good, and it really separates itself from the animation to stand on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, so if for, like, if you were like me and you didn't watch it because, you know, you didn't feel that Will Smith could be Robin Williams, um, could beat really <laughs> Robin Williams' performance, that actually is not what Will wanted to do at all. He just, they wanted him to make his own genie. But there's a moment where Jeannie is talking about, um, you know, the the type of person who usually he serves and, mm-hmm. you know, about how Aladdin isn't that type of person. And so he talks about he, he the metaphor he uses is that um, they they drink uh, from a specific cup, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, is the cup of evil. Um so when Doctor Strange was like starting to really, you know, make the make those bad mystical art choices, um, I'm kind of sitting there and I'm imagining Genie just like stare, looking at him like, ah, so you decided to drink from that cup? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here, all I can think of is he chose poorly. <laughs> Yes! Yes! That also works. (laughs) So before any of the listeners try to write in or say, hey, Mike, you forgot it was this, I actually remember now. Rachel McAdams is Christine Palmer, both in the strange live-action films and in this. So that would be awesome to see Benedict and Rachel at some restaurant eating some creme brulee. That would be great. That would be so cool. We could get our, you know, hey, Christine did get her creme brulee ending kind of thing. So whoever of our audience knows, like, Benedict Cumberbatch or Rachel, uh, you know, just 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 hand them that idea, you know, and just tell them that we all we want is photographic evidence. Yep, that's it. That's it. And I will probably most likely tag them in this episode once I post it on social media. Oh my gosh! If if they're on Twitter, hey, I don't know. There, you'd be surprised. Some of the okay, not necessarily Tom Cruise, and I'm not saying I'm not trying to take away from Benedict or Rachel at all, but not Tom Cruise level of celebrity. You'll be surprised with some of the celebrities that you know. As long as you're polite to them, yeah. And you know the fact that I got a a, a question of mine answered by Vincent D'Onofrio, I'm like, oh, oh, oh my god, Robert Gorin answered my question. Holy crap! I'd have to find that. But anyway, all right. Anything else we're forgetting, or anything else you want to mention before I take it to a break? It was really nice to see the ancient one again. Yes, it was. You know, because 
she has a very particular character and sense of humor. And I love that, you know, and I, it was really nice to have a moment with her again as a character. Mm -hmm. And then of course, Benedict Wong always nails, you know, mm -hmm. his, his, his role. No, absolutely. I, 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 I really, I, I really, uh, I really just, I think we had everything. Ex uh, oh, we didn't talk about the library, dude. Oh, yes. The library. Oh, uh, Obain. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. And it's like he hung on the life long enough to be like, so you did this. Does it, mm -hmm. are you happy now? <laughs> yeah. He's like, unlike you, I chose to live my life in the timeline, whereas you, you know, spent centuries outside, not necessarily outside of it, but, you know. Locked in place. Yeah. You know, sucking all the life out of the demons of hell. What about Carpe Diem and sucking all the marrow out of life? Sucking the marrow out of life doesn't mean choking on the bone. Yep. Phone call from God. If it had been collect, it would have been daring. Could you imagine if Trigon got summoned? Oh, that would not be good. Now, I know, but where was she? So I know that maybe it was in a brief scene in this episode that I missed. But mm -hmm. Leslie Bibb, as Christine Everhart, was supposed to be in this episode. She's in the credits. But I didn't even see Christine Everhart. Uh, the, the the reporter chick from... Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, the reporter. She was... She yeah. was on the, all right. When he decided not to pick Christine up... And he uh -huh. went to the bar, the report oh. television. Okay, that's why I didn't notice it. I've seen the episode twice as of this recording, so that's why I didn't notice it right away. Is mm -hmm. because it was she was she was there, but she was in a back. Okay, got mm -hmm. it, got it, got it. Very yeah. cool, very cool. Numerous casualties, including the death of one Dr. Christine Palmer. Palmer, an emergency. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we will come back after this. Hey, gamers, TV's Mr. Neil here. The Gaming Hipster is my personal podcast in which I take you on a journey through my history of gaming, both new and old. Each month is a new topic show in which I bring you my console memories, give reviews of my favorite video games, and talk with cool guests. People have made cartridges. I've actually played Netflix on Nintendo. I was making sure that I got everything. I was writing it all down. They fixed that for the third fake prototype. <laughs> and that's the first time I remember seeing real animated boobs. Find the podcast at geekcastradio.com or on Spotify. You can also hear a deluxe version of The Gaming Hipster at ravinghipster.com or patreon.com slash Neil. For $2 a month, you can hear longer versions of the podcast with after-show segments and stuff too raw for the internet. You also get various topic shows, my commentary podcast, The Big Bad Movie Show, commercial-free geek cast stuff, and more. All at patreon.com slash Neil and ravinghipster.com. Because the world needs another movie podcast. 
The Geek Cast Radio Network presents for your listening pleasure, The Cinema Geek. Hosted by Amanda, Kevin, Matt, and Dan. Each week we dive headfirst in the landscape of movies as we discuss movie news, play movie games, go in-depth on reviews, and even have a top ten countdown or two. Also, don't miss our director retrospective series where we review noted director's movies film by film. Bottom line is, if you love movies and love podcasts, you need to experience The Cinema Geeks. You can find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, or geekcastradio.com. On the Simplistic Reviews Podcast, we talk movies. We talk TV. We talk... Hello, Julie, what the heck are you doing? Trying to make our spots sound more exciting by adding explosions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could have got the point across with sound effects, not the real thing. Download this show on iTunes or at simplisticreviews.blogspot.com. I'm sure your insurance company will cover that. No, they won't. No, they probably won't. Do you like retro cartoons? Then Saturday Morning Rewind is the podcast for you. Join them each month as they talk about classic cartoons and interview legendary voice actors like Jim Cummings. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Corey Burton. Rob Paulson. Sure, name, but how are we going to find chaps our size? Nancy Cartwright and many more. Eat my shorts. So grab a bowl of Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. Put on your hammer pants. Go to SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And be prepared to feel like a kid again. Once again, that's SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Saturday Morning Rewind was voted best podcast ever by its host, Tim Nidell. So it's gotta be good. Discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the Triple Takeover Toycast. Hosted by toy writers and photographers Toybox Soapbox, 60, and TF Square One, this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage Transformers to Mask, Diaclone, Microman, and more, be it nostalgic or current. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast, all are welcome. Triple Takeover. Over toy With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hurry, Skeletor, hurry! I am hurrying, I'm hurrying! The Powers of Grayskull series has covered every episode of all of the Masters of the Universe cartoons except for two. Join Optimus Solo and TFG and Mike as they tell tales of Eternia, discover the myths of Etheria, become Masters in Space, evolve into the Masters of Grayskull, and finally reveal the revelation of Masters of the Universe. We'll also be finding out the origins of how guests got into or out of watching the Masters of the Universe cartoons, and and so much more. You can find the podcast at geekcastradio.com and any podcatching client you choose to use. By the power and for the honor of Grayskull, we all have the power. Amen. Always Amen. What was that universal greeting again? Never mind. I remember. Ba weep, Grana. Weep. 
Ninibong. Hey guys, it's Rodimus Primal, and be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Join me as I have Transformers discussions, retrospectives, toy reviews, and more. You can also follow me on Twitter at Rodimus Primal, as well as Facebook and Instagram at Rodimus Primal Show. Transform and roll out, and be sure to check out my content till all are one. Last big party of the summer, folks. Let's go out with a bang. Hey, it's Wes from Poppin' Off Toys. Wanted to let you know about PoppinOffToys.com. We can be your number one source for Funko collectible figures to add to your ever-growing collection. If you're in Nashville, Tennessee, we actually have a retail store that you can come by, 5916 Charlotte Pike. And for the rest of us, PoppinOffToys.com is always open, and you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. And the name is just simply popping off toys thank you so much and always keep it popping what's wrong feeling pixelated well excuse me princess hi this is tv's mr neil join blanchard and me as we sit down to watch some classic video game based cartoons super mario brothers sonic zelda captain n and more a total of nine cartoons spanning 100 episodes you can check out pixels in the animation on the geekcast radio network at geekcastradio.com all right folks we're back here on tooncast and next saturday for superhero saturdays I'm sure Allison will still be recovering from Dragon Con. I'm sure. If I'm not be- recovering from Dragon Con, I'm going to be recovering from the day job. That too. Uh, sixth graders can be a handful. Oh, no. my So so I'm a student teacher. My, okay. mentor, te- my mentor teacher mm-hmm. um, was diagnosed with COVID today. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So luckily I'm vaccinated and I've been masked around her the whole time. Mm-hmm. So so I am fairly certain I'm 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 going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But where I'm not going to be fine is where I am going to be the lead teacher for the next 2 weeks after Dragon Con. Oh. I actually and I actually have to work with the other te- the other um English teacher at that grade level to actually come up and do lesson planning. Oh, no. I have only been a student teacher for a month. Oh, no. This is like stuff I'm not supposed to be doing until like spring. (laughs) Yeah, they are definitely throwing you in the deep end. Oh, yeah. No, I don't even think it's the deep end. I think it's like, you know, there was like the kitty pool, there was the larger pool, and then there's Niagara Falls. And I got (laughs) thrown without a barrel. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I don't know if I've told that story on TuneCast yet. I actually went over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Did? <laughs> All right. So for listeners, if I, if, I, if I have already told this story for the listeners, I'm sorry that I'm retelling it. I know I've... Yeah, I know... School in Niagara Falls. <laughs> so, oh, oh, damn. Wow, I'm old. Uh, I forget if it was February or March or at some point. As of next year, it'll be 20 years since this happened. At some point in 1992, my dad took 12-year-old me on a road trip from Massachusetts to... 
Toronto, that whole area up there where Niagara Falls is, you know, Niagara Falls and that whole part of Canada, basically St. Catherine, I think. Yeah, it'll, by the way, it'll be 30 years to next year. Oh, God, don't say that. Oh. Oh. I know. We keep oh, the 90s is only like 10 or 20 years away, but it's going to be 30. <sighs> yep. Okay, so 30 years ago next year. God, that's... Oh. So... My dad had family up there on his side, and we went to visit them and and everything else. And we did some sightseeing, and we went to Niagara Falls and think of Superman 2 and all that and just, you know, seeing the falls and whatever else. At some point during this trip, when we were at Niagara Falls, some sort of inside gift shop or something had this fakey looking real plastic falls and barrel. It's one of those photo op things. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you get your picture taken at the end of the roller coaster kind of thing, like, you know, it's yeah. one of those. So you stood behind it and it looked like you were going in, going over Niagara Falls in a barrel. So I can safely say I survived going over Niagara Falls in a barrel, even though technically I didn't. <laughs> oh, oh my god! It's like at the at one point you're just like, oh man, come on! I was expecting more. I know, right? It's such a letdown of a story. Wow, you really, you you still, you know, you still said what you did, and you did it, but you're just like, that is not what I was expecting. Nope. Because <laughs> no, the funny thing, Niagara Falls from '96 to 2000. So, oh wow, yep, thirty years. Oh god, yeah. God. Oh, and what's even worse is I have another anniversary coming up next year, mm-hmm. September 22nd or September 26, 2022, will be the 40th anniversary of my favorite 80s TV show, Night Rider. Oh, I'm old. <sighs> anyway. Hey, if it makes you feel better, apparently I'm a year older than you. Well, well you know, you sound so much younger. And it's so funny. I'm, I'm going to say this now, and she's not out here. But my, again, have to frame it this way, folks, because of the government. Uh, my lovely ex-wife, Karen, was like, she sounds like a phone operator, not a phone sex operator. But she said that when she, when I was editing and she heard your voice, she's like, she sounds like she's really automated. I said, she isn't. She may sound that way, but she's very, very active, very emotionally charged, especially last week you were, obviously, because of, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm so. not going to forgive them for that episode. <laughs> I'm like, you killed my boy. No. Nope. Yeah, I, I, I think he needs to be on the couch with uh, the therapist that Bucky and uh, and Sam saw. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, poor poor Clint. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, the, however, speaking of the, the, the phone operator... Um, part of it is because of the fact that I did theater classes, so I learned how to pronunciate and make sure that when I'm talking into a microphone, I'm making sure that I'm trying to to do it in a rhythm and a timbre that works well with the microphone. Um, but also, it 
wouldn't be the first time somebody has told me the second time, the second version of a phone operator that you met. <laughs> and I will admit that in high, in college, I actually thought about doing that for Sidecash. Okay, folks, here we go, girl seven. But mind you, that is that is also pre-internet. So true. Yeah, that um, that was an interesting time. <laughs> Very interesting time. Yep. Pre-internet days. Yep. Back when right. we had to like walk our messages written on paper, you know, uphills both ways in the snow. Yep. So, are you a true crime fan at all? Um, if you're not, it's no big deal. Honestly, I'm not, uh, just because I have, my mom, um, lived during Son of Sam. Ooh. And so, um, and I've just, I've seen so much crime and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, horrible things people do throughout throughout my lifetime that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't really need to sit down and, and, and think about it in deeper things. Now, you know, right. there are people who love it because it's true stories and, you know, you can't, you can't get, make some of this mm-hmm. kind of stuff up in yeah. a way. And so I get it. And I, you know, I respect people who, who, who really enjoy it, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's not something for me. Um, but I do like um, I do like um, political thrillers and spy movies, mm-hmm. so, which is not the same. But you know, yeah, it's 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 parallel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only reason why I ask is because you know you're saying walk your messages, you know, uphill in the snow. Reminds me of one of I forget which true. It, it, it's the funny thing about the true crime shows, whether it's Forensic Files or what it was originally called, Medical Detectives or the New Detectives or whatever. Yeah. Any of those shows, at least. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Let's move on, shall we? So any of these true crime things, they often will like. If Forensic Files shows the case about... I'm only using this as a poor example because I can't think of a better one. Like John Benet Ramsey. Okay? Yeah. If they if they tell... If they spotlight that case and then some other show spotlights that case but it's in a slightly different format kind of thing, it's mm-hmm. essentially the same story. It's just whatever the other show's format is. So anyway, in one of these episodes of one of these shows... I'm trying to get back to your, your walking up the hill, messages up the hill in the snow. I remember a case where people were, because again, this is the 80s and 90s, video messaging dating services, where you would record yourself and answer whatever questions the service had and send your tape in and whomever you were interested in would, you know, the service would send you their tape. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. Dating was crazy in the, I remember those that I remember those. (laughs) And, and basically it's like what you were doing is like you were taking your video and you were sending it almost to like a matchmaker. Mm -hmm. That matchmaker would give you, would send you back a compilation of like a couple people for you to choose. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, I'm sorry we've derailed the cartoon talk here, folks, but 
It's been a weird, weird week for me. So Marvel Studios, What If, Disney Plus, so far, it has not. Are there things that we are disappointed or emotional about? Yes, because it wouldn't be Marvel if they didn't poke at our emotions. But overall, out of the four, like, I'm still on this journey. Like, nothing in any of these four episodes has been like, Oh, screw this. Oh, I'm never watching this again or whatever. I am just itching for the next one every time Wednesday rolls around. I'm like, hey, okay, Marvel What If, let's go. Sorry, my brain is now dissolved into uh, Dr. Stephen Strange using video. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. That would be an interesting universe to to be living in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Um I think my brain has has is is officially now in Dragon Con mode where it goes into like weird fandom things. <laughs> okay, since you mentioned Dragon Con, yes. and since we are here and this I, I may put this episode up early just so people can get your, your, your Dragon Con info. Briefly, how many panels are you doing on Dragon Con starts Thursday, right? Or does it start? It starts, starts Thursday. At seven now. Okay. How many panels do you have on Thursday, if any? I don't have any panels on Thursday. Okay. How many panels do you have on Friday? Actually, I. Oh no! They actually, had me want me to have this stuff memorized <laughs> this late at night after having, <laughs> after having taught a class with no teaching experience. <laughs> Hold on, let me pull up my schedule because that will make it a little bit easier. Of course, it's buried in like hundreds of emails. And of so, course, I will edit all of this out, so yeah. don't worry about it. Yay. There we go. Guest info. All right. Um, all right. So I will, I, will, I will ask the question again uh, for Friday. I'll, I'll edit it there. All right, Allison. So no panels on Thursday. You start on Friday. How many panels do you have on Friday? And what is the one you're most looking forward to that day? Well, I only have one panel on Friday, oh, that is okay. when I, and that's actually my workshop. It's the writer and the MFA, um, which is where I'm going to talk about my experience with having spent three years in an MFA program. And if I think that there is value to a serious writer in pursuing an academic um, degree uh, within that, um, you know, that field. Um, so, so, um, and I I will tell you, I will be writing this panel in the car ride tomorrow to Atlanta. So, (laughs) um, yeah. (laughs) It's a good thing you don't have a panel tomorrow then, because you guys are driving. Wow. Yep. We're leaving, we're leaving Tennessee at 8am to hopefully try to beat the evening rush hour in, in, in um, Atlanta, but we already know that that's probably not going to happen, but we'll try. Oh, boy. All right. What do you got going on Saturday? All right. I got three panels on Saturday. Um, I have my other workshop at 10 a.m., which is my Like, Love, and Lust, The Art of Writing a Romance. Um, The secondary title to this is... um, does sex sell better than the Dragon Con parade? Because they're at the same time. Oh boy. No, oh, yeah. no, no. Oh boy. That's that's yikes. Yeah. 
So I actually do get, you know, maybe about 20 people in there. So not everybody wants to go to the parade, especially when it's hot and crowded and COVID and like all that. So, mm-hmm. you know, hoping I'll have a nice, nice group this year. Um, then at seven in the evening, I have the Discovery of Witches fan panel about the television series, mm-hmm. which I love. I love um, Marcus is my boy over there in that show. And he actually, I can't wait to talk about um, the changes that they made from the book to the TV series for, for two um for book two because of the amount of time they increased with his character. I really love that. So, and then at eight 30, uh, this is probably going to be my most fun panel. I've done it before. It's called aliens versus zombies. And it's with the apocalypse track at eight 30. And what they do is like, they have like three hats or buckets or whatever they're used this year. And one has a whole bunch of different alien races from different shows. Um, another one has a whole bunch of different zombie races from up from shows and movies. And then the third one has random settings. And what the panelists do is we pull one slip from each of the three. And so we are having a zombie versus alien battle in that location and we have to determine through our discussion which uh, creature will win. Cool. And there's usually some adult beverages involved. There would have to be with zombies and aliens and oh my. Oh yeah. But yeah, so so I'm I'm really looking forward to that because that was always just fun. It's relaxing. It's engaging. The audience really gets into it. And, and it's just, it's worth the hour to be there. <laughs> and, and yeah, so, so that's the end of Saturday. What about Sunday? Anything on Sunday? I got one panel on Sunday. There you go. It's the panel that, you know, no one is going to be surprised that I'm on. It is the <laughs> Superman and Lois panel. Mm-hmm. However... Hilariously, out of the BAM crew, I'm the only one on it. Uh, how is that possible? <laughs> because they had scheduling conflicts. What's more important than his own podcast? I think he's, I think he, at that time frame, he's actually going to be interviewing the Smallville cast. All right, that's right. So, folks, go listen to the Superman Lois tapes, episode 25, where you can hear all about Michael Bailey's schedule and what he's doing with uh, Tom Welling and 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 uh, Michael Rosenbaum and and all, all of the people that are coming back for the 20th. Oh, now I can say 20th. 20th anniversary reunion of uh, of, of Smallville. Yep. Oh, Michael Rosenbaum, my fluffy Lex. <laughs> no, fluffy Lex would be John. <laughs> mm, yeah, but 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 no, I just it's a joke that I I have with a few of my friends that I have actually told um, Rosenbaum about, and so you know <laughs> that I call him Fluffy Lex. But yeah, so that so the Superman and Lois panel is my only panel. Um, but yeah, 
for that cool. day. And the final day, which is Monday, right? Yep. Uh, Monday at 11.30, I have my Titans panel. Because what is me going to Dragon Con without at least a moment with Nightwing? Mm-hmm. So, you know, so we got my Titans panel. And, oh, my God, the things that have been going on in Titans so far this season. Yeah, I, 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 I'm still having, like, some... some um some issue with what with seat with episode three and, and what happened mm. in episode three and um yeah awesome very cool it sounds like an awesome 2021 dragon con yep and i hope everyone has fun i hope everyone stays safe i hope everyone you know masks up vaxes up and all that good stuff and the last thing i want to see on tuesday morning is headlines Oh, Dragon Con produced whatever number of... Uh, I don't want to see any of that. I want to see nothing but, you know, everybody being safe and being responsible and... Don't drink and drive, Sonny Boy, even though COVID's more dangerous. I mean, it, it they're all dangerous, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well, so, good thing about it is that they've got some very strict pol- uh, things in place for people where they have to show, when they're picking up their badge, they have to show proof of vaccination or of a negative COVID test within the last 72 hours. Um, masks have to be on. The only people allowed into any of the hotels are the convention people, and they're going to have more uh, door watchers to to make sure that happens. And um, I don't know what they're doing yet for the guests and like how to keep them protected during photo shoots and such, but... Um, I'm assuming any working actor has already probably been vaccinated at this point. So that's going to, that's going to be a big thing in keeping them safe, but you know, people need to make sure that they respect their, their distance for the actors because we don't want them getting sick and not being able to go back and film their shows, you know, because that's coming up for them to start doing that soon. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Like I said, everybody stays safe. Mm-hmm. We are not out of this. Nope. We're not out of the woods yet. So and then we're also going to have a vaccine clinic as lo- along with the blood drive. So Very cool. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Love to hear when, especially because of the year that was 2020 and all the conventions having to go virtual. Because obviously, you know, that was the only thing they could do. Because it would be very irresponsible if people were going to actually have... Anyway... So yeah. I'm, I'm very happy that everyone's taking this seriously and everyone is, you know, being prepared. And, hey, look, another Scar reference. Ah. Anyway, so apparently I need to fix something. <laughs> I look, as, as, I, as we're running through your, your schedule and everything else, and I'm making sure I have all the things going, and I'm making sure Zencaster is doing what it's supposed to do by recording us and everything else. I get messages. That's not what I meant by her voice. Ugh. Not that she's robotic, that her voice sounded like Alexa or something. She's like fix with like really, really evil cat frown emojis. So, yes, Karen, my love, I did fix it for you. So apparently you are the Alexa of the podcast. How can I help you today? <laughs> yes, there you go. That works. 
know the time. <sighs> yeah, sure. Great. What's the weather going to be in like Siberia? Oh, it's wait, it's cold. Be cold and snowy <laughs> in Siberia. <laughs> Who is Karen? Why, why is Karen worried about me? <laughs> Perhaps we should talk to Karen and get, let me get to know her. I can control the lights. God, where Karen is. Um, Would you like me to turn I, the I, lights I, off? Uh, <laughs> sure, you can turn the lights off. I, I think the bathroom's going to explode, but, you know, you can turn the lights off. Sure. No, I just remember, like, there was, I can't remember if it was a short story or a short film about an Alexa Kane. No, no. It's oh, her. No. It's her. Episode. It's what? It was Castle in Castle. Oh, okay. Castle had a an, an AI device to help around the house, and the AI device started getting really jealous about Beckett and started, like, doing sh- stuff to 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 make Beckett not feel that she was welcome in the house. Wow. Yeah, it was really 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 fun episode. I think it was like multiple episodes leading through it to for its own mm-hmm. little subplot. Yeah. And the first thing I think of is that movie with uh again to tie it back into Marvel. Actually, it, it's a oh wow! It's a Marvel and DC cross. Holy crap! I didn't even think of that. Joaquin Phoenix and ScarJo in her, mm. where she's where she's the AI in his whatever. I don't, you've heard of this movie, right? Please tell me. I'm not just. I seem to recall it. I don't think okay. I've ever seen it though. Okay. That's fine. All right. I'm going to run through the outro, folks, because, uh, wow, this is real. You want to talk about a train derailment? You want to talk about Bucky falling off the train? Holy crap. You about about pulled my arm off there. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Still my favorite line out of all the episodes. Yeah, that was awesome. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
All right, Toonsters, as always, we want to thank you for joining us here on Tooncast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send any email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Here are all the ways you can listen to us nowadays. Apple and Google Podcasts, leave us reviews, please. Spotify and any other podcasting client you choose to use. Follow us on Twitter, G- at GCRN Tooncast and at Tooncast Beyond are for the show. At Geekcast Radio is for the network. I am at TFG1 Mike. What is your Twitter, ma'am? It is Ali Sky Richards. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Geekcast Radio Network. You can also look for Tooncast All Tunes All the Time and the Superman and Lois tapes over there, as well as going to the Fortress of Bailey 2. Or I think it's just. Fortress of Bailey2.com. Anyway, the links will be in the show notes. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tooncast and wish you'll join us next time when we will be giving you our thoughts on Season 1, Episode 5 of Marvel's What If on Disney+. Plus. You say my biggest what if on the next episode is if they're actually going to give Thor a line this time. <laughs> yes, the next episode is all about Thor... Uh, because, oh, wow, I, 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 I just went into Daffy Duck mode, folks. I don't know why. Uh, it's a cartoon <laughs> show. Of course you're going to eventually go to Daffy. <laughs> At least you didn't go to Donald. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Does anybody understand what this duck is saying? <laughs> I've worked with a lot of wise quackers. But you are despicable. This is the last time I work with someone with a speech impediment. This means war. I would need a lot of water and maybe some other stuff to go to Donald. Uh, let's see. That's about the best I can do. <laughs> That's really about the best I can do for now. For now, I am TFG and Mike with... Allison Richards. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Oh, and unleash the tune in you. One life, one choice, one moment can destroy the entire universe. (laughs) That was a nightmare. But it was fun. Beyond good, beyond evil, beyond your wildest imagination.